0: Hi, everyone. I'm Anna Stockstad from University of Minnesota Extension.
1: And I'm Dave Noly with the Minnesota Logger Education Program.
0: And today we're back with another podcast episode. And this time we're going to be talking about the Wildlife Forest Management Guidelines. And specifically, we're going to be d- diving into the topic of leave trees. And joining us today is Mark Westfall from Carleton County to share his experience with implementing the leaf tree guidelines. So Mark, thank you for joining us.
1: Yeah, thanks for having me. So I'm going to jump right in here, Mark. Uh, I'm I'm pretty new to the industry here, still learning, and um, really just a couple of rapid fires for you. Re- leave trees, you know, what's the point? Why leave them there? Why would we leave uh, money on the table, if you will, leave timber behind during a timber harvest? Uh, great question, Dave. From a forester's pers- perspective, leaf trees can
2: be a, a key part of like a silvicultural treatment. Um, they can provide seed for future forest. They provide structure for future forest diversity, they, they create, you know, they can create shade and it can retard certain species and allow other species to seed in. So we have a more diverse uh, future forest. Um, from a wildlife perspective, they're great for habitat diversity. They're, they create great nesting habitat for different species. Um, they create future coarse woody debris, some of these leaf tree clumps and single trees that are left. They provide, you know, we've got a lot of moose here in northern Minnesota. We're trying to have more moose. They provide great opportunities for, like, moose to hide in them in the summer for, like, thermal regulation. And overall, I guess they provide a lot of mass, like oaks and acorns and stuff for wild game up here. Um, We live in a great state, and I believe we have a – oh, goodness. Last time I looked, it was probably about a $1 billion hunting and wildlife industry, and they really help our wildlife. I guess another thing, I guess I'll circle back, mainly what, a big thing of me getting into forestry, I like to hunt fish gather. So these leaf trees help help uh, save species like um, or preserve species in areas like mushrooms and like medicinal plants and some blueberries and wild edibles, edibles which I, I crave every, every fall when I'm out in the woods or spring. So that, that's just kind of the tip of the iceberg, why they are so important to us.
0: So, yeah, you talked a lot about how leaf trees are really important for wildlife habitat and other ecosystem services. But, like when you're planning a harvest, how do you decide whether to leave scattered leaf trees versus clumps of leaf trees?
2: Ooh, that that's always a a good question, and it it, it can vary a lot. but you but someone needs to know their site needs to know the habitat they're working in. A lot of what I work in is a lot of aspen stands or mixed hardwood stands. So for us, knowing our soils, um, and, and the different species diversity we have, we like to clump our reserves. We feel like we get more longevity out of the reserves in the harvest area. And with with, with using clumps too, you can also associate them with things like endangered or threatened species, um, cultural resources you might have in an area, you can clump your reserves there, or you can protect rip- riparian areas. And I kind of feel like too working with the loggers. We're, we're blessed with a great logger base um, in this area. I feel like they appreciate our clumped reserves when we do that because then they don't have to work around a lot of single tree standing places. But once again, you know, clumped aren't for every harvest type. There, there's types or types of silvicultural treatments where you might use. There, it might be a small area where it doesn't economically make sense to set up a quarter plus acre reserve. Um, in that case, we'll do a lot of like uh, we'll, we'll we'll reserve single trees or single species across the site, like let's say oaks, um, stuff like that, that'll that'll uh, provide the wildlife value and stuff. Future stand structure we're looking for on a different scale.
1: Great, so we uh, we have different options, mm-hmm. Flops are scattered uh, that that we can use. What about certain characteristics of leaf trees? You know. Maybe, uh, are, are we looking to leave behind uh, trees with cavities that aren't merchantable? Or are we leaving behind merchantable? Uh, and why might we choose one over the other? Uh, and would there be instances where it would be kind of an all or nothing? Yeah, that's another great question. Um, in our good, our beautiful, diverse
2: Northern Minnesota forest here, I, I go into a stand and I want to keep, or I want to reserve kind of a range of species that will represent the stand in the future. Um, there are some species that I feel like we tend to, they're very common, like aspen up here and aspen can be a hard one to economically reserve. But then when you think about it's probably the number one species for like cavity nesters, like woodpeckers, um, you know, squirrels, flying squirrels, fishers, there's been a lot of work for cavity nesters like fishers, and they're pretty wind firm too. Um, we have other species we like to tend to, we tend to reserve more that are wind firm in Minnesota northern Minnesota, like oaks, you know, red and bur oak in my area. Uh, white pine's a, a one that we tend to reserve a lot because it's very wind firm and we get more longevity um, out of that tree. Um, what's another good one? We do, you know, we we do some reserves of some sugar maple too that tend to have good longevity on our soils. You got to know your site, you got to know your soils. And, you know, sometimes I think we forget that we can't reserve something that's not there. So you have to be realistic when you're setting up your reserves to, you know, capture a little snap or a picture of what was on that site prior to harvest too. Keep, keep a wide variety of ages if you can, um, keep a wide variety of species. And I think it all just lends to, you know, more sound wildlife management from the foresters end.
0: And so I know just from looking at the pocket guide for the forest management guidelines that there are different suitabilities for different species of leaf trees. But um, my question is, how does climate change play into your decisions related about like which species to leave um, as leaf trees?
2: Ooh, that's a hot button item. Um, for, for us, we're 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 saving a lot of stuff that will provide, you know, um, future forest diversity. Like red maple is one that seems to be uh, it's always going to win under climate change conditions or projected climate change conditions white pine is another one too um, that's when we tend to reserve for futures a future seed source to kind of assist these species as you know like we, we may start to lose Aspen I'm kind of on this in Carlton County the southern end of kind of Aspen range a little bit here in Minnesota well if Aspen starts having problems with climate with our climate um hopefully we can pick up the slack and remain um, having these diverse forests by these other species we're reserving like that like the um, white pine, like I said, um, some oak species, stuff like that.
0: Yeah, so it sounds like with your decisions related to leaf trees, you can really improve the resilience of that site in the face of climate change, which is really important. Yeah. And, you, and you've given us some really good foundational knowledge and for the listeners as well about, you know, what makes a good leave tree, you know, thinking about cavities and species and age distribution and all of that. So I think we've given our listeners a really good foundation as we move into these future podcast episodes and field workshop trainings related to the FMG's So I just want to thank you again so much for joining us today. That's all the time we have in this podcast. So it was a really good conversation. So thank you for joining us. And for our listeners, uh, keep listening for our next episode on biomass harvesting. And always keep an eye out for updates related to field trainings on the FMGs. Thanks so much for listening.